sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome to hour number two of the morning after to begin this new week live right here on SportsGrid. Sirius XM, channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM. All across the SportsGrid network as well, I am Ben Stevens. We continue to recap the weekend to set you up for a profitable week here on the morning after. That's what we do each and every weekday. That is our charge, to bleed the winning edge and to make you a more informed and better sports better while having some fun along the way. We do that in all avenues. The NBA postseason, the daily grind of the 162 in Major League Baseball, Kentucky Derby talk, and puck talk with me, Ben. Yeah, I'm going to talk some hockey right now and recap the weekend in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The Boston Bruins holding serve on home ice this weekend inside the TD Garden, winning both games against the Carolina Hurricanes, evening the series at two games apiece. So now Boston making this a very tight series, as was expected before the playoffs got going in the Eastern Conference. Carolina just a minus 120 series favorite. Boston even money plus 100 based on the fact the Bruins win game number four yesterday by a final score of five to two. A big night for the guys that you know, Patrice Bergeron, David Pasternak, Brad Marchand, all adding up to a ton of goals. Five, in fact, for Boston yesterday. So we showed you those series prices, or at least we detailed them and explained what they were. Carolina minus 120, just a slight series favorite. Boston even money plus 100. Both six and seven games for this series in the total games market. The same number, minus 114. Carolina being a slight favorite in the series to win in seven plus 235 but if Boston can steal one on the road in Carolina against the Canes and then take advantage of home ice as they did in both games three and four Boston in six games plus 270 on the FanDuel Sportsbook the Hurricanes a minus 142 game favorite for game number five tomorrow night back on their home ice for Carolina a tight series there tied at two games apiece that is the same for the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Toronto Maple Leafs the Lightning looking for their third straight Stanley Cup. They have hoisted Lord Stanley's Cup each of the past two seasons, and they tie the series at two games apiece against the Maple Leafs on home ice yesterday in Tampa. A big offensive output for the Lightning yesterday, winning 7-3. to three. If you thought the series, tight was, uh, the series price was tight between Carolina and Boston with the Hurricanes a minus-120 series favorite, the series price for Tampa Bay in Toronto is even that much closer. The Maple Leafs, the Maple Leafs, as they head back to home ice for game number five, a slight favorite in that series price outright at minus 115, but the Lightning minus 104. Not much of a difference there in those two prices to win this opening round series in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And like Boston in Carolina, in which the total games market, the most likely outcome is both six and seven tied at minus 114. That is the exact same number in the totals game market for in the total games market, I should say, for Tampa Bay and Toronto. The Leafs, a slight minus 130 home favorite back up in the Great White North tomorrow for game number five. And after a total of 
10 goals was scored in game number four yesterday. The over-under for game five between Toronto and Tampa, six and a half, and the over is minus 142. A welcome to our Sports Grid Radio audience here, the second hour of the morning after on the grid. Sirius XM, channel 159. All of our terrestrial radio affiliates now in the mix as well. I am Ben Stevens, and I am talking Stanley Cup playoff hockey. A recap of the weekend and a big picture perspective for you as we look at the Eastern Conference odds. The Eastern Conference always seem to be very up in the air entering this postseason. Tampa and Toronto tied at two games apiece. Boston and Carolina tied at two games apiece. And you can see that reflected in the value and those prices for the Eastern Conference. Florida is the favorite right now at plus 350, but the Panthers are down 2-1 in their series against the Washington Capitals. Is it the Caps here? Well, game number four is in our nation's capital tonight, but Florida, a minus 188 favorite for game number four. Interesting there, but then you see those teams we just detailed, Toronto, Carolina, Tampa, all tied for the second best odds in the East at plus 500. You can see the value in the Eastern Conference, and you can see how competitive this conference is going to be, how up in the air the odds indicate it is right now. As we quick, quickly flip it over to the Western Conference, a much different picture. The Colorado Avalanche have a chance to sweep the Nashville Predators tonight on the road in Nashville, and they're a big favorite to do so, laying more than two bills. And they're a very short favorite at plus 110 to win the Western Conference. The Flames have the second-best odds, but they trail their series against the Dallas Stars. The Edmonton Oilers have the third-best price. They were shut out last night in L.A. by the Kings for nothing. That series tied at two games apiece. And then quickly here as we detail the weekend, of course, as we uh, told you early on, Rich Strike at 80-1, to 1, the winner of the 148th Kentucky Derby. The run for the Roses goes to the longest shot in the field. The horse wearing bib number 21, storming back down the final length to beat both Epicenter and Zandon, who were two of the favorites to win the Kentucky Derby. Instead, it goes to Rich Strike with an 80 to one price. And it was the biggest betting handle we have ever seen in the history of the Kentucky Derby on Saturday in Louisville at Church Hill Down. So Rich Strike chomping his way past the finish line 80 to 1 one of the longest shots one of the biggest upsets in kentucky derby history strikeout props the focus for a major league baseball slate up next sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com Back right here on the morning after on SportsGrid on this Monday to start off your new week. Thank you for joining us on Sirius XM Channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM and watching all across the Spiz Grizz Network as well. I am Ben Stevens. I love K-Props. And as we get going into these summer months, as the weather gets a little bit warmer, a lot of our focus will have to be Major League Baseball on a daily basis. We look at the Monday slate in MLB from a K-Prop perspective right here, right now. It's time to dive through our Major League Baseball slate with some K-Props.
Great to see that animation up and running once again. You can expect to see that a ton throughout this summer. Now, one of the ways that I love to handicap, handicap the strikeout prop market is by looking at teams that have the highest K weight against a specific hand of the starting pitcher they are going to face against righties, against lefties, looking from an overall basis throughout the first month of this MLB campaign, and then also updating that over the last week and a half, two weeks or so, a shorter sample size of what's happening recently and a bigger depth throughout the year so that's the perspective we bring to this k prop segment right here right now on the morning after and our focus is the milwaukee brewers and the cincinnati reds to begin first a round of applause for the cincinnati reds they won their weekend series against the pittsburgh pirates taking two of three against the pirates snapping a nine game losing skid entering this weekend in major league baseball but overall this year cincinnati still five and 23 straight up still the worst record in major league baseball by three and a half games and the reds also as you see this total today against the brewers at seven and a half in a league where a lot of teams are playing a lot of unders the reds had the highest over percentage in mlb 66.7 percent of the cincinnati reds games this year hitting an over only three teams only three out of 30 teams in major league baseball have an over percentage of 55 percent or greater cincinnati has gone over in seven straight in 11 of their last 12 but the reds are a bad baseball team so it should be no surprise that the reds have the second highest k rate against right-handed pitching so far this season 26.4 percent and even in the last two weeks still a top 10 mark the sixth highest k rate in the last two weeks at just a tick under 26 percent but the brewers are also up there a rather high k rate against righties as well the seventh highest in the last two weeks at 24.6 percent up all year long with the sixth highest k rate against righties at 25.1 percent throughout the first month plus of this major league baseball season that's why you see strikeout props today for both luis castillo the starter for cincinnati at home against brandon woodruff the starter for milwaukee on the road both with a six and a half today brandon woodruff faced the cincinnati reds just this past thursday less than a week ago only about five days ago in fact he had 12 strikeouts against the reds this past thursday he had nine strikeouts in his start before that against the pittsburgh pirates so six and a half yes the under has a slight bit of juice right now for a guy that just struck out the reds 12 times less than a week ago and the reds the second highest k rate in all of major league baseball something to pay attention to there at 26.4 percent and again the over under stands today at seven and a half the reds have the highest over percentage in all of major league baseball greater than 66 percent of the time the reds hitting it over that is by far the highest mark in all of mlb so the reds the second highest k rate all year long the brewers the sixth highest k rate all year long against righties brandon woodruff a right-handed pitcher starting today for milwaukee luis castillo a right-hander for cincinnati on the bump as well the next game we're going to detail and you might be thinking to yourself, Ben, why are we talking Detroit and Oakland? Well, again, it's a K-prop perspective in both the Tigers and the A's, two of the top 10 highest K rates in all of Major League Baseball. We'll get to those K rates in just a little bit. But the Tigers, 8-19 and 19 straight up, the second worst record in all of MLB, only in front of those Cincinnati Reds. The Tigers have lost five straight games. The A's 
have lost nine straight games. They're 10 and 18 straight up, a game and a half better than where Detroit stands right now. This was the expectation for Oakland entering the year. They had a rather promising start, but they were one of the biggest sellers ahead of this Major League Baseball season getting underway once the lockout came to a close. So it should not be a shock to see the A's booked as an underdog, even against the Tigers, as Oakland now has been booked as an underdog in 13 of their last 14 games. The Tigers haven't been a favorite often this year, just five games. They are two and three straight up. But again, from a strikeout K-prop perspective, the Oakland Athletics, the highest K rate in all of MLB, 26.9% against righties. That's the mark for the Oakland Athletics. Again, the highest K rate against righties to begin this year. The Detroit Tigers also in the top 10, 24.8%, the 10th highest K rate against righties to begin this Major League Baseball season. So maybe you see that glaring number on the Oakland Athletics, just 0.1% under 27% in terms of their K rate against righties this year. And you want to find a strikeout prop that you can back? Michael Pineda, the starter for Detroit today, he's a righty. So that's good because it's the highest K rate in all of Major League Baseball against righties for the Oakland Athletics. But he has just eight strikeouts in total in his three starts this year. His strikeout prop today is at four and a half, as is the case for Paul Blackburn for Oakland. He is averaging 4.6 strikeouts this year. His K prop also four and a half against the Tigers, who have the 10th highest K rate against righties in Major League Baseball at 24 0.8%. But maybe you look at strikeout props from a different perspective. Maybe you look at a strikeout pitcher, even against a team that doesn't strike out a ton. And can we find an advantage there? The Colorado Rockies are on the road tonight, up in the Bay against the San Francisco Giants. As you see in this price, the Giants minus 270, a very heavy favorite at home against the Rockies, who lost two of three this weekend against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And on the road this year, the Rockies a lot worse than they are at home. They take advantage of playing at altitude inside Coors Field. That's pretty much a standard for Colorado each and every year. The Rocks just five and seven straight up on the road this season compared to 11 and five straight up at home. The Rockies are 16 and 12 straight up. The Giants are 16 and 12 straight up as well. Again, all five teams in the National League West above 500 to begin this Major League Baseball season now into our second month. The Rockies have the second lowest K rate in all of Major League Baseball against left-handed pitchers. Just 16.7% uh, of the time are they striking out against lefties. The K rate goes up a little bit on the road, which again is the case for Colorado, but a very low K rate against lefties this year, the second lowest in all of the bigs at 16.7%. And they're facing Carlos Rodon one of the best pitchers in the National League to begin this season. 3-1 and one straight up is his record, a 1-5-5 ERA. His only loss in his last start last Tuesday, he went six innings of two earned runs on three hits against the L.A. Dodgers. So not necessarily Carlos Rodon's fault losing in that baseball game against L.A., his first loss of the year, a 3-1 loss at the hands of L.A. And when you look at what the Dodgers have done, that's not surprising necessarily. In that start, Carlos Rodon had three strikeouts against L.A. They're only striking out about 21.5% of the time against lefties this year. But in his four first starts to begin the season, eight or more strikeouts, 38 in total in his first four starts for Rodon, averaging nine and a half strikeouts on average in those four starts. His strikeout prop against the Rocks today just 
six and a half. But again, the Rockies only strike out 16.7% of the time, the second lowest K rate against lefties to begin this season. Carlos Rodon, though, off to a great start to begin this year in MLB. The third best odds to win the National League Cy Young right now at plus 700 behind the co-favorites of Corbin Burns and Max Scherzer. So it's an interesting handicap when you see a team that doesn't strike out a ton against one of the best pitchers in the National League. We get more prop perspective with FanDuel's Tom Vecchio up next on the other side of the break here on the morning app. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. So many sports on a daily basis that we need to break down and preview for you here on the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. I am Ben Stevens. The daily grind of a Major League Baseball season, the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs, the NBA postseason, the WNBA regular season began over the weekend. So when we have to run the gamut, of course, we call on none other than FanDuel's Tom Vecchio, who joins the show once again here on this Monday morning on TMA. He is the home run prop king. He provides the prop perspective for the Monday slate across all three of those sports. We mentioned now two of them in the postseason and Major League Baseball into its second month. Tom, thank you for joining us here. A busy time for you where you have to keep your P's and Q's when it comes to everything. We appreciate your time on the morning app. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's a super busy time of the year. A lot of moving parts for a lot of different teams. We're accounting for uh, several different variables, especially with the postseason for these teams, but I'm ready to go. Yep. So when we start with Boston and Milwaukee tonight inside the Pfizer firm for game number four, the Bucks up two games to one in this series. Milwaukee, a slight home favorite tonight, Tom, just laying one point against the Boston Celtics, an over-under that stands at 212. All three games in this series so far hitting an under. Tom, what's the play for game four tonight inside the Pfizer Forum between Milwaukee and Boston? I'm going with the under yet again, under tw uh, 212 tonight. This has just been a very physical series for both teams. It's seemingly that every other game they're trading, that one of these teams is going to be shooting 35% from the floor, a lack of scoring. And seemingly every other time I look away from the screen and look back, someone else is on the floor every possession between this team uh, yeah. between these two teams and it's looking like a like a late 90s early 2000s kind of playoff series which i think is exciting a lot of people you know want the scoring that we see in the western conference but i like the physical play i like the the rebounding of lower scoring the playoffs i'm leaning with the under we're just not seeing a whole lot of offense these teams are super are playing super slow and you know the lack of scoring from someone like tatum especially in that last game yeah. is rather concerning for the celtics uh, a team that I'm invested in. I have a future on them to win the East. I've had it for, you know, since March at this point. So I'm a little bit concerned at this point. Uh, game by game, I think I have to start hedging with the Bucks just to try to get out of that position. But uh, it's going to be another good, close, good game tonight. The Bucks, a slight series favorite as well at minus 176 in that outright price. Games three, game three total was at 211 in a hook. It still stayed under. For it to stay at 212 tonight is rather interesting. Milwaukee has gone under in all eight of their postseason games so far throughout this NBA postseason. And despite the fact that Giannis scored 42 in game number three, Tom, the total still 
staying under. As you look at the props for Giannis Antetokounmpo tonight, there is a reason he is known as the Greek Freak. 30 and a half points, 12 and a half rebounds, 7 and a half assists. When you see those gaudy numbers, Tom, do you focus on Giannis or do you look to the supporting staff of the Bucks? So I would immediately, out of those, I would go to the over on the rebounds, just correlating that with the uh, the under on the game overall. As I said about Attenskumbo before, I look to the overs on his props or I simply stay away just because he can go for 40, 12, and 10 in a game and that still hits the under. And I'm not going to be fading a player that can put up you know, 50 or 60 combined PRA. So I, I would look to the over on the his rebounding prop. I would also look to the over on Al Horford's prop uh, PRA. I think that's sitting at 24 and a half. He's looked good in these in these past two games, and they're going to need his rebounding. They're going to need his scoring if they're not getting mm. a consistent amount from Tatum and Brown. So I like the over on Horford, who has been good this series. So as we look at another game for the nightcap tonight out in the Bay in San Francisco, the Golden State Warriors, a 10-point favorite against the Memphis Grizzlies. Why such a large spread? We are not expecting to see John Morant tonight for Memphis. Down 2-1 in this series. Golden State winning by 30 on Saturday night to take game number three. So, Tom, without John Morant, where do you look from a prop perspective tonight for game four between the Dubs and the Grizz? I would immediately look to Desmond Bain, a player that has stepped up when John Morant was out multiple times this season. And, mm -hmm. and frankly, the, the Grizzlies looked really good earlier in the year when Morant was out for an extended period of time. So I, I'm very hesitant to go to the Grizzlies at the plus 10. I would actually rather go to Desmond Bain specifically for his points prop or his three-point prop overall. But based on what we saw the Warriors do in the most recent game, I have a tough time taking the Grizz at plus 10 tonight. The Memphis Grizzlies 20-3 straight up in the regular season without their all-star in John Morant. What does that mean tonight, though? Well, we'll have to see a 10-point spread. Memphis has not been a double-digit underdog since late November, where they actually won outright as an 11-point underdog against the Utah Jazz. So that's the NBA focus. But now as we go to the NHL, Tom Vecchio, some game fours across the Stanley Cup playoffs tonight. The Nashville Predators... In the Colorado Avalanche, the Avs an opportunity to sweep Nashville on the Preds' home ice tonight. Do you think Colorado has a good opportunity to do so, Tom Vecchio? Yeah, the Avs have been my pick to win the Stanley Cup for a few years. They're my pick this year. I'm going with them again when it comes to this matchup. I had them winning 4-1 in the series. I thought that the Preds could steal one game, but just based on the fact that UC Soros, their starting goalie, who's legitimately one of the best goalies in the league, uh, hasn't been there for the first three games, and they've been rolling with their third-string goalie. Uh, Connor Ingram is just not a good matchup for this extremely powerful Avs offense. So I'd take the Avs again tonight. I wouldn't look to them on the money line. I would look to them on the puck line, take them minus one and a half. Uh, when it comes to other spots in the NHL tonight, I would also look to the Florida yeah. Panthers. This was the league's best offense. They've simply been underproducing uh, to start the first three games versus the Capitals. I think the Capitals' defense has been overproducing only allowing three goals in two of the games combined, uh, the two games that they won. So I'm looking back to the Florida's, uh, the Florida Panthers, the best offense in the league on the three-way money line specifically, not line, uh, laying the minus 188 on the normal money line, the three-way money line, minus 110 for them to win in regulation tonight against the Capitals and tie up the series. When you look at the Florida Panthers, the favorites in the Eastern Conference at plus 350, but down two games to one against the Washington Capitals. But as Tom just laid out right there, and I think it's an interesting distinction, Tom, we should try to present for maybe people that don't follow playoff hockey all that closely. Still the Panthers, minus 188 
as the money line favorites tonight on the road in our nation's capital against Washington. So why do you look to that three-way money line as a as opposed to that big price at near two dollars for a heavy favorite this evening? Well, ultimately, it comes down to the fact that I still think the Panthers are the better team. They were the President's Trophy's winners uh, this season. They had the most points. They're the number one seed in the East. They're going up against the number eight seed. They are the better team. They have the better offense. Their goaltending with Sergei Bobrovsky can be questionable at times. But if they can't get it done in regulation, this is a matchup that is too close to begin with, like where they're too much of a favorite to lay the minus 188 where they should be able to get it done in regulation. So I'd rather take them at near even money at minus 110 rather than laying nearly $2. So they were my pick to come out of the East. I have to you know, roll with them as I had them in the series overall. I still have them in the series overall. Uh, so I just kind of continue to roll with the Panthers, I guess. Still down 2-1, but again, there was an expectation based on the series prices, the odds tonight for game number four in D.C., and of course the conference odds as well, that Florida will right the ship. Plus 350 as the favorites to win the East right now in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. But it doesn't stop there from a prop perspective with FanDuel's Tom Vecchio, who joins us here right now live on the morning after on this Monday. He is the home run prop king, and he is giving you a big plus money price tonight for a home run prop. Who is the player and what is the game? That would be David Peralta of the Arizona Diamondbacks to hit a home run coming at plus 560, which is a huge number. And there are some other hitters across the league that I like tonight. I like some hitters for Oakland. I like some hitters for the White Sox. But the problem with those two games is there's a lot of wind blowing in uh, in Chicago and in Detroit. So with these dead balls plus the wind blowing in, matchup-wise, those hitters are in a good spot. I just don't like the environment overall. So Peralta in Arizona, at worst, it's a dome stadium. At best, they'll open the roof in Arizona, giving, obviously, a better hitting environment. He's going up against Eliezer Hernandez for the Miami Marlins. And last season, we saw Hernandez allow a... Uh, 3.21 home runs per nine to lefties, long day, 46.7% fly ball rate. And this year, it's right around the same. So it's not as if the sample size is different from this year compared to last year. Now, when it comes to Peralta, something that I mentioned before, we're about a month into the season, we can look at some of his peripheral numbers now. Last year, uh, Dave Peralta had a 5% or 5-degree launch angle, which is extremely low. This season, it's up to 22%, which is a massive, massive difference. Last year, he had a 26% fly ball rate, which is so low. It's a spot that I would never go. But this year, it's up at 51.7%. So he has increased his launch angle to 22 degrees this year, up from 5 degrees last year, which has increased his fly ball rate. We also see him with a 227 ISO versus righties this year compared to a 142 ISO versus righties last year. So we're a month into the season. We have the more info that we need. And this launch angle, his underlying metrics are very, very strong. So his plus 560 line is obviously massive. And he's going up against the pitcher who's allowing way too many fly balls and home runs in what might be the best hanging environment on the slate because we're not dealing with any wind tonight. At plus 560, if David Peralta's home run prop cashes tonight, you all owe Tom Vecchio multiple beers the next time you see Mr. Vecchio. Tom, I want to ask you about something, though, because the over-under for that game between Miami and Arizona tonight is nine. We have seen unders in a big way through the first month of this MLB season. How has that affected your handicapping when it comes to the home run props? 
Uh, I've actually started to take a, a few more unders in games overall that I'm not looking to home run props. So if there's extra wind, as we're going to be seeing in uh, Cleveland and Chicago and Detroit and Oakland, I'll look to the unders in those games, then look, just simply look to home run props in the best spots outside of them because I can't be going against you know negative correlation and taking home run props and unders in the same games. That total of nine is the highest total for the D-backs and the Marlins across the entire MLB slate on this Monday. We broke it down from many different angles. Tom Vecchio from FanDuel, thanks as always very much for your time. Thanks for having me. We go from an odds-making perspective next. Dave Sheravan joins the show here on The Morning After. Up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back to the morning after on Sports Grid and Sirius XM Channel 159. A Monday edition to start your new week. I am Ben Stevens. And I had a pretty good weekend. Hung out with some friends, hit a couple of bets, had some laughs, made some memories. But my weekend was not nearly as good as one Dave Sherapan. Our sportsbook conciliary, a former odds maker. It's nighttime in Pittsburgh, and it was a wonderful Saturday at the Derby in the run for the Roses for Mr. Sherapan, a guy that saw the board so well he had Rich Strike in a trifecta to win. Dave, what a day for you on Saturday. Incredible. I mean, it's, I, I can't, I'm still trying to explain it, but I really can't because. <laughs> Yeah. You've been around I've been around this thing so many times and F hit it before, but the payouts haven't been anything close to this. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean I, I got up um and put the bets in at the book. You know, I had about yeah. a forty five minute window. It's the schedule of the day here with all the kids and everything going on. Went to the softball field, watched the oldest play a couple games, sat yeah. out in the wind and everything else. And um, got to watch the race on a laptop computer at the press box at the College of Southern Nevada, where I was watching a game. And I was watching it with my guy, Drew, who's the sports information director. And Rich Strike comes out of nowhere. And I had just said three minutes before, as he was loading the gate, the 21, I don't think this horse has a chance. Literally just said that as he was getting in the gate. And watched the move. He came in. He wins. And I turned to Drew and I said, I think I have to try. And he said, what are you talking about? I said, I put in a bunch of tickets. And I said, I hit the all button at the top. I think I have the two horses underneath. I think I have the try. So Mm. I was trying to stay calm. And the next thing I knew, he says to me, I think the the dollar try pays 50000 I said, did you say 50? I said, I have it for half. That means I think I won 25000 I said, what are you talking about? He's like, I, I, I think that's what it was. So I tried to calmly walk to the car and tell yeah. the wife, we got to go home right now. And she said, why? And I said, well, because we got to go see if I hit the derby. She said, did you yeah. really hit it? It says on, and you know, she sees it via friends and stuff. She's like, it's the longest shot ever. And I said, I think I have it. And so we drove home. 
Um, not at this quite the speed that I would have liked. Uh, she wasn't really, it was a lot of traffic. <laughs> and then we walk in the door and I go where I left the tickets and I, and I went upstairs and literally started screaming. I was like, we have it. And the penguin game was on Ben. Yeah. And, um, I was had to sweat the penguin game. So I said, we'll go after the penguin game and pick up the money. And she was like, okay. She fell asleep, Ben. I watched the Penguins beat the Rangers, and I had to wake her up. I said, can we please go to the casino and pick up the money? And she was like, right now? I said, it's going to be worth it. Please, let's go. So she woke up, and we went to the casino, and I handed the guy the ticket, a 50-cent trifecta. The ticket cost 180 I pick up uh, just short of $7,500. 180 bucks. I invested like 360 or 380 into the race. Multiple people, multiple times tell you multiple things. Bet yep. this horse, bet that horse, you know, do do these exactas, trifectas. I had Sean O, the golf pro, uh, Frankie Fat Stacks. I mean, these are horse guys. This is this is my life. These are my friends. Like I know them very guys. well. Yeah. Yes. So they give me the horses. They had me around it. And the all button, which is doing the least amount of handicapping, the least yep. amount of work, but taking the biggest risk, comes in. And, and, and I got a story. I mean, the money was great. You know, it's a, and, and, you know, that's fine. But the story alone is, is, uh, is for the rest of my life. So amazing stuff. One of the biggest upsets in the history of the Kentucky Derby. The 2022 oh. running was the 148th time. We have seen the Kentucky Derby and Rich Strike at 80 to 1 wins it. Sherapan said he came out of nowhere, not even just in those long shot odds, but in the race itself. A final charge where Larry Colmes, who calls the Triple Crown, is a wonderful announcer, didn't even say the name Rich Strike until the final second of the race. It was incredible history at Churchill Downs on Saturday for the run for the Roses and Rich Strike at 80 to 1 has Dave Sherapan, a very, very happy man. Let's flip it yes. to the NBA postseason, Dave. And from your odds-making perspective, when you have somebody like John Morant, an all-star for the Memphis Grizzlies, most likely not playing in game number four tonight, what does that do to when you are trying to book an accurate line against the Warriors? You're searching for the number that the bad guys are going to take the Grizzlies. That's all you're doing <laughs> right now. We had to do it in the first two games in Miami, right in the Sixers series. Um, right. When their star player isn't playing and B didn't play, the number kept moving up until it got to a point where somebody made that play. I don't know if we've reached it yet here, Benjamin. It's 10 and a mm. half. It's, I mean, it was seven and a half, eight in game one. Yep. It's where we're kind of closed. I mean, it, it opened seven, it bumped up. Golden State, you know, handled them pretty easily. Now, yep. Jaw's not going to play, but for don't forget, the Grizzlies were a really good basketball team without Jaw in the regular season. So it's not like they didn't play without him before and didn't play successfully without him before. So you see this number going up. I think um, it's not a shoe-in. It's not an easy cover for Golden State today. I think, I think you need to be aware that the dog can't cover. I don't know if they can win. That would be right. just a tremendous story. Not as big of an upset as, uh, you know, Rich Strike winning, 
But Memphis winning this game on the road today, that's a lot to ask. The payout would not nearly be as much for a 50-cent trifecta just backing the dog (laughs) and getting 10 points or even backing the dog on that money line. The Memphis Grizzlies, 20-3 and straight up this year without John Morant, have not been booked as a double-digit dog since the late time of November. So we'll see exactly how it plays out tonight. The other Western Conference semifinal share, Penn is tied at two games apiece. If the Warriors are up two games to one, the Mavs and the Suns, tied at two all the phoenix suns still a series favorite but in the series total games market dave both six and seven the same price right now at minus 125 how many games do you think we see between dallas and phoenix seven if i have to pick right Hmm. now i'm picking seven i think i think this is what's called in the business a homer series meaning they win all the games at home um Hmm. it just was really impressed with what Dallas did, both games. The yep. energy in that building was unbelievable. The, the rain, they, they, I mean, they made threes from everywhere on the court, from everybody. Um, that is really difficult to do on the road. And for whatever reason, I mean, the court's the same, everything is the same, and except the, the actual building. It's very hard to take that show on the road. But, yes, that odds, <laughs> very rarely do you see the exact same odds between two different things. I think I would shade the six games a little bit higher if it was me, only because that can happen. The seven games may not happen, so that has to be the dog in my opinion. But um, I think we get both teams winning their home court five and six, and we get a game seven in Phoenix. And you know what they say, series doesn't really start until the road team wins, so maybe this series between the Suns and the Mavericks never actually starts. As we look at the Eastern Conference now, Dave, game number four tonight in Milwaukee. The Bucks a slight one-point home favorite, but on the money line, it's minus 112 for Milwaukee. It's minus 104 for Boston. So virtually a pick'em share of pan. Who wins game four tonight? Man, Benjamin, I just picked the uh, I, I hit the try at the Derby. Now I got to yep. pick a pick em game tonight. <laughs> this is hard. This is not yep. that easy. I'm still recovering from the weekend. Um, don't be surprised to see the Celtics win. I, I'm leaning Celtics mm-hmm. right now. You know the way these things kind of go back and forth and back and forth. Um, and both teams will have won a road game if the Celtics win tonight. And we will have a 2-2 series <laughs> with yeah. this thing. I can't wait to see what the price will be. But I like the Celtics a little bit, and I like the under. I, I, I think the game goes under uh, today. All three games so far in this series have hit the under. 211 in a hook, now tied for the lowest total Boston has seen all postseason long. And Dave, as we see movement in a specific game spread or a total for game number four tonight, we see tons of movement almost on a daily basis throughout the NBA playoffs. The Bucks are now the favorites once again to win the Eastern Conference at plus 170. In front of the Heat, who entered the weekend as a short favorite to win the Eastern Conference, the Celtics had the second best odds, now the third best price on Boston and Philly on your hat and the fourth odds right now out of the four teams in the East. Dave, from an odds-making perspective, how do you evaluate this market when it's changing so much each and every day? Oh, it's so much fun. This was one of the best things I ever did in the book. I love the playoffs because you can make the adjustments daily and you put your opinion up and see if anybody, you know, wants to bet it. 
Right mm. now, the Bucks have to be the favorite because they take a commanding 3-1 lead with a win tonight. And, yeah. you know, they're looking like a team that's going to be tough to beat in a seven-game series. Either the Heat or the Sixers, who were dead two days ago, four yep. days ago, whatever it was. They were done. That was it. It was over. The Sixers were done. Embiid wasn't playing. And the Heat were going to sweep. So now the Heat can't be the favorite against the Bucks or the Celtics. If the Celtics win tonight, they're going to be the Eastern Conference favorite because they have home court. So you see the volatility. You see the jumping around. And you see nobody taking the Philadelphia 76ers, Benjamin. And that, there's still some value on that team because they can beat the Heat now. They absolutely yeah. can beat the Heat. The Sixers plus 550, the longest odds out of the four remaining to win the Eastern Conference. Again, the value changes on a daily basis. It's Philly on the lid, but it's always nighttime in Pittsburgh. And tonight during nighttime in Pittsburgh, the Penguins hosting the New York Rangers in game number four. The Pens up two to one, Dave, but a slight home underdog tonight against the Blue Shirts. What's your approach for game number four? Oh, boy. I mean, I'm wearing the blue and the Sixers stuff, and uh -oh. it might as well be the blue and the Rangers stuff. This is one. Uh oh Listen, you, well, I mean, I, I can say it. Man, people are going to get mad at me, all my, my homeboys and everybody at home and stuff, but the Rangers are probably going to win this game. They're probably going to win this hockey game tonight. You saw what happened in all the other series over the weekend, okay? Yep. The team that was down 2-1, one, one game four, we got 2-2 two, two series, and they're, they're just – battles old school like old time hockey to use the line from yep. from slapshot fighting pushing shoving after every whistle expect that game tonight all three games have gone over we might actually get another game tonight in pittsburgh it might be one of those nasty games rangers win it hate to say it and we got a two, total two series at six tonight. tonight total at six tonight dave for the I penguins know. and the rangers but as always we appreciate your expertise. If you ever think about the friends here on the morning after and want to share some of the trifecta purse, you let us know. We round out I the show you. on TMA Up Nest. <laughs> SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Round out our two hours together here on the morning after on this Monday on SportsGrid in just a couple of moments. Thank you for joining us all Monday long, hopefully all week long as well. Sirius XM, Channel 159, the home for SportsGrid Radio on Sirius XM, and of course all across the SportsGrid Network as well. I am Ben Stevens. We round out this Monday show with an NBA playoff best bet. We hit on Friday ending a cold stretch we hope to keep that positivity and optimism and heat into our new week here on this monday edition if it could be as profitable as dave sharepan's weekend cashing a trifecta at the kentucky derby i wish that for all of you so before we say farewell before we say goodbye it is time for another nba playoff best bet it is time for bye bye bye
Game number four tonight in San Francisco. The Golden State Warriors, a 10, yes, 10-point, 10 double-digit favorite against the Memphis Grizzlies right now on FanDuel with an over-under at 223 in a hook. Why is that spread so large? John Morant, not expected to play tonight in game number four. It's the first time Memphis has been a double-digit underdog since the late portion of the month of November. But we're not looking at the spread or the total tonight. We look at a prop, a rebounding prop, for one Andrew Wiggins on the Golden State Warriors. It sits at five and a half, and the over has the juice at minus 134. This is almost my barometer for a number I will not play in terms of juice according to a prop. But below minus 140, even when the juice is to the over, I'll still lay it over five and a half rebounds. Why? It's a number Andrew Wiggins has gone over in six of the eight playoff games for Golden State. He is averaging 6.8 rebounds per game. He had nine rebounds in one of the first two games of this series, eight in the other, only three on Saturday in game number three, but I expect a bounce back based on a bigger sample size for Andrew Wiggins over five and a half rebounds tonight in game four against the Grizz. The morning after, each and every weekday, live right here on Sports Grid, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern. I'm Ben Stevens. We'll talk tomorrow.